Hey everybody and welcome to episode 172 of the Reviver Cell podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So people, welcome back to the show. Welcome to episode 172. And on today's show, we've got returning guests, Dawn Lester and David Parker, authors of the book, What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. Uh, We've got them back on the show because our first episode with them, uh, I mean, people loved it. If you haven't listened to it, I'd suggest you go back and take a listen. And there was so much to cover, you know. Um, we had lots of questions coming in. People was wanting more, wanting to ask more questions. And seeing as their books are 800 pages long, we, we didn't get to everything on the first show. And so I wanted to get them back on to cover the pits that we, we didn't. So on this part of the show, we're going to be talking about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment why what you've been told about antibodies and immunity isn't true, why modern medicine can't cure the common cold, why there's no such thing as a sexually transmitted disease, and the myth around spawnpox, and much more. So we've got a lot to cover, and um, I think there's a book so long, and probably we're getting back for the for third show, but I'm really looking forward to getting into this episode and giving you all the information that you want. As always, the episode is sponsored by www.reviveyourself.co and on there you can find our shop which has got the best natural health products on the market by none we've got products from evolution organics uh, with them we've got our one of the products I always talk about which is living fuel the best all-round product on the market bar none got um liver supports liver supports and milk vessels to keep your liver the battery of life working uh, mushroom products from four sigmatic they're fantastic you can add them into your morning teas they're immune boosting nootropic as well so very very good for brain health and all the soaps clean soaps from dr bronner's and shampoos and deodorants um, we move down to ancient purity got fantastic products there when it comes to gut health and healing and sitting your gut um, and and also uh, got some fantastic products when it comes to your skin as well with the oxygenated olive oil, um, which is a, a stalwart uh, a product I really enjoy. Um, ancient purity, I always talk about pearl powder. Any great for internally for internal health and also topically on your skin, getting rid of any blemishes. Royal jelly, you know, it's what Bruce Lee used to drink in his tea. Um, me and Tom Rush talking about that and making maybe a product uh, where we combine a few teas with that. But yeah, it's full of amino acids. Once again, immune boosting, great for immune function and getting the body all the nutrients it needs. Uh, also in winter months, got the vitamin C and vitamin D products and ancient purity. I'd highly recommend vitamin C is liposomal. They've also got a vitamin D3, which is liposomal, which means it gets absorbed in the mouth and in higher amounts. Um, other products we've got there, I'm just having a think, also the Volvic Minerals, great to have in your morning tonic. Um, then we go down to bio-optimizers, which have got the best, uh, probiotics, max enzymes, uh, HLC, um, 
on the planet right now from my main man Wade Lightheart. It's uh, they're extremely, extremely good products. I recommend them uh, if you're dealing with digestive issues. You know, you need to get to the root cause of the problem, but these will definitely uh, give you relief. Relief if you're looking to increase your hydrochloric acid, your um, digestive fires and also the probiotics they've got there you know they've got a formula which is second to none so it's, it's actually the best formula at helping digest proteins on the planet um, and we've also got a, a product called gluten guardian so if you're ever out and you're having a, a beer or you want to have some nice rolls or some pasta take a couple of gluten guardian um, products with you and they help break down um, the gluten molecules in your food so you don't get any uh, problems if you're actually gluten intolerant or if gluten just gives you an issue which it does for most people even without knowing it so those products in the market then we've got obviously the memon uh, products uh, which are the emf blocking products from a company that i found this year which are phenomenal for anyone who wants to mitigate their exposure to emf um on them on their body in their in their car in their house the combi builds a, a force field around your house which you can plug into the wall and uses the house's electrical mains to build that force field which is really important in today's world where they're actually trying to you know i mean there's so many invisible um frequencies going around and they're, they're turning up the, the 5g so it's really important products from memon you know, I was talking to Dr. Klinghard and he talks about the only people he knows that can fully heal, the ones that can safely mitigate themselves from EMF, so it's really important. Um, then we've got our products from Essential Oil Wizardry. My friend Dr. Nick Berry, you know, the best essential oils on the planet bar none. If you're going to use that site, type put in the code REVIVE and you're going to get 10% off. And look, you know, a lot of people, women, all the time using fragrances that are extremely toxic uh, to their body, cancer-causing, hormone-disrupting, and you just don't need them. Whereas if you use essential oils, it's not only going to smell fantastic, but they're healthy for the body. They're immune-boosting. Um, so I'd be using essential oils from Dr. Nick Berry. And also, if you head over to our friend Andy Mamp's website at blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, for the best blue-blocking glasses on the planet, you know, you've got the, um, you also got the clear glasses you can wear in a day if you're looking at the screen, but in the evening and in the evening you've got the red blocking glasses, the red lenses, I should say, the blue blocking glasses, red lenses, and you've also got the yellow ones as well that are great for around sunset or dawn or dusk, dusk and dawn. And once again, putting the code revive, you're going to get 10% off there. So we've got everything lined up in the shop we're going to be getting more products on the market this being tom's actually just sent me over some stuff that i'm going to be trying in terms of some creams and moisturizers uh, and a few other things that we've got up our sleeve that could be coming soon which we'll be looking into um so yeah head on over to www.reviveyourself.co uh, to get the best in natural health uh, on the planet and uh, when it comes to supplements so that's it for the intro so without further ado here are dawn Lester and David Parker, enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. All good stuff, and obviously we want to uh, sort of uh, slow down Christmas at least and get a break, so uh, I assume you're going to try and do that too. Yeah, well, I, I don't really know about what the word break means, one of you. There's, there's too much to do, there's too much bullshit to uh, sift through and uh, tell people what's going on. So, uh, Oh, yeah, I think but, we know. Yeah. So, so have you been doing lots of interviews? Been been getting about? We have, yeah. Um, most of them are we put up on our site. You know, most of them, not all of them, but uh, yeah, we try to keep it to you know two or three a week uh, ish, that sort of thing. Um, and to try and do our other work as well, you know, um, <laughs> which is 
you know, to put together another book. Um, and so, keep researching. Uh, and keep, and, keep the research yeah. going on the medical stuff and to try and inform people as much as we can, you know, just how much uh, of a, uh, a lie this is that's been perpetrated on the whole world, you know. Um, can I just ask, I can see a recording, but are you, for the public, as it were, just recording audio for the public? If yeah. you wanted to record video as well, I can put some extra light on so you right. get a better image. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's just so we, we just uh, yeah for the for the podcast. I'm gonna yeah. start doing it, um, but we just have like a a thing that goes across the it's like an image, and then we just play play the recording. But um, yeah, no, that's uh, I mean I'm not surprised that you're busy with the with with what your book goes into. I mean your, your, the book that we talk talk we um talked about before and also want to go into today in certain different aspects of the book um but what is the what is the new what is the new book you're you're writing well we haven't quite got a sort of title we're, we're trying to put together because there are so many lies we're just looking at all the different things that we could I guess that's a good name for it so many lies yeah. yeah well we're looking at all sorts of things like that but yeah yeah it's, it's, it's more that of kind a, of thing it's more of a sort of global politics type book really um that we're working on we've got a working title but obviously it's all sort of uh, fairly keeping it to ourselves at the moment but uh, well it it's, doesn't it's, change we have a few different ideas at different times yeah. so yeah like you say you kind of come up with different ideas but yes i mean i, I think we've pretty covered the the health part of it so you know there's so uh, many other areas that uh but it's, that it's is wrong <laughs> but it's it's all related i mean i know there People have written about the sort of global politics side in various aspects before, but uh, we've got some other insights. I mean, Dawn and I don't just look and research uh, the medical system. I mean, obviously, we've spent a long time doing that. But during our research, we've and over the years, we've been around a long time. Um, we've researched many other subjects, not least of which. I mean, we have I think we mentioned it last time, not least of which is the nature of reality itself which was our very first little book which uh, we wrote under our pen name at the time which was NOR so there's a couple of books out there which are under that pen name but uh, now we only write under our proper names so mm. the next the next book will be under our proper name as well no, um, I, look, I look forward to reading it I actually want to um, read that one as well actually about reality because I think that'd be a great discussion if, to go through things because as, as you said there are so many lies and when you actually start to go down this particular rabbit hole you understand that most of what they've said or what we get told is is a lie um and it just yes it just snowballs and people are like well why would they do this it's like well a lot of it's inverted there's there's like yes. rituals a part of it as well as you know they can get you to believe these things and it fills into the other gaps it's it just like perpetuates uh, and yeah yep absolutely like you say kind of mind control propaganda whatever techniques to get people to believe what they're saying in all this authority it's just yeah there's so much of it so you know at the moment is it's almost like oh no we don't want to do another 800 page book we're trying to see if we can do things that have make it a little bit more uh should we say concise but, but, we, uh, but we often say to people uh, as we found out there's nothing of any importance that we're not lied to about by the mainstream nothing of any importance at all mm. you know you can put your finger on anything whether it's banking politics moon landings 9-11 it doesn't matter where you look have you have you have you gone into this is this is one that you're not allowed to by law um, actually discuss have you looked I know what you're going to say. 
Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a great documentary out there. I've mentioned it to my audience a few times. The Greatest Story Never Told. Um, it's a great documentary out there. Have you ever, ever gone into that? I, I know of it, yes. Um, yeah, there's also there's also an, another it's a series of about seven or something called Europa, you know. But th- this is the problem that, you know, there's lots of other information, um, lots of things to uh, research and investigate. And then you get to a point where you go, well, you know, there's only so much other stuff we can do where we want to kind of focus on this at the moment and get that information out. So it's it's a balancing act. So, I mean, yeah. one, one of the Don and I were talking, one of the things that is linked to, we are involved in it to some extent, but one of the things that's linked to what we expose about the lie of the medical system and what the government's using to lock the world down is, of course, the restoration of common law, which you, you may have had something to do with, you know, which... Uh, you know, the law of the land, which is our constitution, um, which also applies to most of the rest of Europe, Australia, USA, Canada, you know, that all of their constitutions are based on the Magna Carta of 1215. Mm-hmm. And those laws are in place and always have been. And they're being overridden illegally by subsequent governments, including this one, who are mm-hmm. actually are, who are acting illegally. And, uh, you know, there are groups that are trying to bring back the restoration of the uh, common law of the land, um, which would make life much better and it would stop all this nonsense overnight. Yeah. Mm. No, I've gone, I've gone into that um, with, quite, with quite a few of my other um, guests. And I mean, the lies are complex, right? The truth is pretty simple. And if it comes to the common law, it's like, I think there's two laws, you know, one's like do harm to your neighbour, the other one's like respect God and the creator. Uh, and when it comes to statutes, there's like millions, especially like the UK, US, Australia, mm. and you, you can't know them all. And um, Well, none of them are legal. Yeah, well, none of them are legal. I mean, but it's been impossible to know them all. It's one of the things, one of the axioms of law as well. It's like, uh, and one of them is like, you should know them by their acts and actions as well, which is like the government, you know, because they just lie all the time. That's, that's what they, they do. Um, and when you, the problem is, it's like I, I know people that have gone into this the common law and used it and gone all the way to like, like like high court, supreme court, and the judge has said to them, you know, you're right, um, but I can't let you win because it's going to set a dangerous precedent, mm. uh, and that's a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, the judge the judges are a problem because as we point out in common law, they are illegal entities mm. uh, because they're paid lackeys of the government so they're not impartial you know they're paid by the government to uphold their illegal statutes so they're not appointed by the they're people they're not appointed by the people they ought to be for so common you know proper jury so yeah there's there's all of that i know yeah. so we need to break through and get some one or two honest lawyers and one or two honest judges to mm. let these cases go through and to recognize the true law of the land uh, we only need to do it once and just to get that breakthrough. And uh, there's yeah. several people are trying this. Yeah, is it Michael? Michael, Michael uh, Obanissian, yeah. 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 And uh, we've, we've had dealings with him. And, uh, uh, you know, he's trying a particular stance, which, from what we know, having chatted with him, um, stands a very good chance because he's, and it, we're hoping it's going to happen this month because they're looking to issue an arrest warrant for uh, Matt Hancock. <laughs> that, that would be <laughs> or, delightful. Wouldn't fraud, it? Wouldn't what, be, what a that, lovely Christmas present! I was going to say, what a lovely Christmas yeah. present that would be. Yeah. So we're hoping the first that, domino. We're hoping mm. that that will happen. Uh, 
the lawyers that are working for him, you know, see no problem. Uh, they know that everything that's been done is legal and that, you know, Matt Hancock has committed fraud by not informing uh, the government, uh, the cabinet, that the government scientists had already downgraded the so-called coronavirus. Oh, Maybe yeah. now it's not there anyway, but they downgraded it to a safe level anyway. And he never informed the cabinet about it. And so that's fraud. Uh, and that's what they're going for him on because he never told the cabinet. And therefore, if he'd have told the cabinet, they wouldn't have gone into lockdown knowing that the scientists had already downgraded it. That's it was basic. on their government website. So it just, uh, like, it, yes. I think it was in March or April. Yes. They put it on the government website saying yes. it's not contagious. Um, it's, it, uh, yeah. And that's the idea. Yeah, no, they, they did. I think it was on the 19th of March and it yeah. was in like the 23rd. They put us in lockdown. So, you know, completely yeah. Well, back to front because, you know, it was downgraded and then they put us into lockdown because it's supposed to be dangerous, which is rubbish. I mean, it, yeah. And, and just anything else they're doing like, in terms of just blocking, deleting, deplatforming anyone that comes up against it, even mm. other people. You've got even people like you've got even doctors like Dr. Michael Yeadon, who, you know, he's not. He's not in the natural health world. He's a former vice president of Pfizer, who, mm-hmm. even though I don't agree with his stance on any, anything no. he's saying, he's coming out and saying, you know, this is complete nonsense. So is Dr. Hodgkinson, mm-hmm. who's he's like um, financially wrapped up in the PCR test. Um, lots of them. Are, I mean, lots of them. He's talking about that the German uh, went to the German um, government. They said they can't prove that, that coronavirus ex- exists. So does the Canadian government. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, and then they're coming out of this new strain of coronavirus bullshit so mm-hmm. can you just stop with the nonsense for one minute and unfortunately people more people are okay are coming awake and are fed up with all this mm-hmm. right now but there's still a lot of people because all they do is watch the news mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately very very asleep still and you know it's just very afraid still very afraid but if you watch the news you I mean if you didn't do if you didn't know about these people and you know we you've been researching this a long time i've been in this world a long time you we all knew this was coming we didn't know when and we didn't know how quickly they'd be able to do it because you think people would rise up but when people were scared they're not thinking clearly are they they're just yeah. thinking how do i how do i survive and then yep. you got all these people walking around with masks and then they get what they did in the they like the guru with the russian you know russian uh, communist party where they'd make make the people police themselves uh, and then that's uh th- and then all, all of facebook and anything like that they just they you either speak your truth and you get shut down or you don't speak your truth which would mean you've been shut down anyway um and so and the fact checkers and all these things that are going on that they, they they all need to be taken um to court uh because uh, free speech is basically gone um they're changing the laws and certain things and so yeah if he can get matt hancock i mean all of them need to all of them need to go oh, yes. the only person who's in, is in parliament seems to be talking in any sense is uh is it swain i can't remember his name uh oh. he's do you know him he's um no. i think it's dennis swain but he he's he's uh quite a character very charismatic um he's like silver hair glasses always looks sharp and he's talking about how we letting it come to this where police are like um asking for people's addresses um and they're and people and, and like the people people are being all the freedoms are going basically he's, he's, he's up there talking about how, what things we're talking about uh, oh. i think his name is dennis swain is he a conservative or a labor or i think he's conservative um interesting we're looking up yeah uh-huh. he's um he just uh i tweeted one of his um 
videos like recently where he's up there he's talking I'll get, his, I'll get his name so you can look him in look into him uh, but he's every time he comes up but he's, he's really gets his point across really well he's extremely charismatic as well I was like yeah more of him please we'll have some more of him yeah he's, he's talking like, I can't believe what is going on but he's sort of like one voice in 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 there obviously in, in parliament come right where it's going out I post so much scrolling through trying yeah. to find it for you but yeah his surname is Swain um it shouldn't be too long but he's really he's been but saying oh yeah one. yeah Desmond Desmond Swain Desmond Swain right. yeah he said the government would set the seal on the, its reputation as the most authoritarian since the Commonwealth of the nine of the 1650s should they um uh should they basically mandate the, this vaccination but mm. it's nothing uh but it's nothing as the enthusiasm of labor for even more coercive and restrictive measures so yeah he's conservative but he's talking about how the hell he's like and all and how all the restrictions just don't make sense how you know he's like vaccination he's talking about like for something that's got 99.98 percent survival rate you know even though we know it's complete nonsense yeah. it's refreshing to see him up there talking um well that's good you know because again it's it's one so you know it's it's at least one mp saying something sensible right and, well, he, and he's and because he's so charismatic it does actually go like it does actually get out there oh yeah. good yeah yeah okay well that's good that's uh that's a little bit of optimism there so mm. you know it's, a, it's the uh, the proverbial crack in the dam isn't it you mm. know the more cracks that we can get in this dam it's going to burst mm. and that's really what we're looking to do in, in various ways that we and various people that we're involved with trying to uh, get this dam to crack open and then uh get the the laws of the land back in force and then we can all be a lot better off yeah, I mean, the problem that we've got as well is that so many people bought into this that it's going to be, I mean, even with the vaccine they've got coming out, right, like Pfizer, the most trustworthy company you can, you can, you know, you can have. Um, <laughs> got to say that because I've watched misinformation. I actually did a video on this the, the other day going through all the all their, their scandals and what they've been, you know, what they've been fined for and for bribery, uh, mm-hmm. for falsifying science, for making false claims on their products for killing hundreds of thousands of people, you know, for bribing government officials. And this is the, this is the the company that we're meant to trust with, with a vaccine uh, and it's just madness. And so, you know, it's, have you, have you, have you um, been approached by anyone in the mainstream media to do an interview guys? <laughs> No, 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 no. They wouldn't, they wouldn't touch us. Well, to be honest, I mean, we've been asked about this and we've said, well, to be honest, if the BBC or mainstream media did approach us, we'd refuse to have anything to do with them because you know that it's going to be a hatchet job. You know, they're not going to treat you correctly and they're going to edit and cut and distort whatever you say anyway to try and make you out to look like you're some sort of nutcase. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We wouldn't have anything to do with them. There's, there's already a, a hit piece article about our book anyway on this on some science based medicine website thing, whatever. I mean, that's been out there for a few months. So, science. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it's called. Science based anyway. Yeah. Mm. As if, you know, because they call themselves science based, then that means it is. But no, I mean, there's, well, they haven't been out. I've, to, I've, I've not read it. We've been told about it. They haven't been able to prove anything we say to be wrong. You know, no. and that's what we say to them. Well, if you disagree, just show us the evidence to prove what you're saying. But of course, they never do. Oh no, no, we don't. We don't do anything like evidence based. We just do different, um, uh, like destroying your character, different yeah. character. That's what they want to do. They won't talk about anything that you actually brought up in in your book, which which mm-hmm. we want to go into because I want to, we want to get into other things. It's interesting you said about the other things you're going into as well, guys, because there's so many things. Um, there's yes. so many things, uh, and 
it just gets people to understand. Like because when people start to understand how much nonsense we've been told, they it can start to sit back and think, oh, okay. It's like it's a bit of like the the Matrix thing where he goes like, you can take the red pill or the blue pill. If you take the red one, I'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes and and, and what's going on. And even with the th- the films that they brought out in the last years and that the one they've seen that that new program on Netflix called Songbird. Have you seen that? No, don't they, don't they, do they, that. No. no, I don't. I mean, I I don't watch anything like that. But if I get sent these things saying oh, like, right. well, look look at the, like the programming like where it's basically about what's happening and. And the military are all on the roads and they basically, if you get caught with a virus, people come to your house and they'll execute you. And it's, Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, like dystopia. Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, yeah, it's called we, 1984 was bad. 1984, yeah. And all of them, like Blade Runner, Solvent Green. I mean, there's loads yeah. of them. And they're, and they're trying to do it. And then, you know, they're doing it in the middle class right now. They keep trying to wipe out the middle class with another restriction. I, I'm just like, it just shows us the sad state of affairs that our country's in where there's not that many people, especially men, that are saying no to this. I mean, I know you I know you are, David. Mm-hmm. And there's, most of the people I talk to on my podcast are, but few and far between, we're just like, no. Like, not wearing a mask, not playing up the bullshit. It's complete and nonsense. And, and, and all the people I know that own businesses, I said, at what point do you just say, no, like, I'm not shutting? Mm-hmm. Uh, because everyone's still alive. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, and it's like, this is the thing I try to get to people. It's like, not like we're, if there was, if there was a deadly virus, quote unquote, out there, we wouldn't be sitting here saying all this. We'd be like, yeah, cool. Let's make sure everything's taken care of. But um, mm-hmm. you also have to look outside your front door to realize what's, what's been going on. And, and so this is why I wanted to get you back on to talk a bit, a bit more about the book. We're going to go into I can see us having a, uh, having like a, a few different, um, chats guys because i think we're going to some good stuff but what i wanted to get you back up back on for today was to talk about um just different different things we didn't talk, um, touch on last time like the syphilis experiment um antibodies because we did actually go a bit into antibodies but we didn't go into why they well what what you think is uh, and what antibodies and uh like the immunity they they're meant to give and what you actually found out about antibodies um the common cold and trans uh, sexually transmitted diseases uh, etc uh, and so just just so people can understand you know how this the medical industry is all like built on a pack of cards really that is before could be fall down but uh, when the these things when these things got um put into public eye or got trialed like, for example the syphilis experiment now, what, did, what did you find when you, you went into that for example what was because you've got some re- people out they want to read it yourself they get they, Dawn and David are going to be obviously give us some great good details here but if you go to their website um, what really makes us com, they've got some fantastic articles you can read it yourself but um, just 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 for the people out there guys what did you find when you went into that into when we well, we've actually got a, a section in the book about syphilis um, and showing that it's uh, that there's absolutely no evidence that it's caused by the bacterium it's supposed to be caused by and um, the problems with the test that was being used at the time. And uh, we, we noticed actually there were some parallels with the whole HIV AIDS thing as, as well. Um, but it's quite clear that, you know, the um supposed bacterium could be found in people that didn't have disease and it, it there's certainly no evidence for any bacteria to be the cause of any disease now in the book we didn't really talk about the tuskegee experiment but uh, uh somebody contacted us and asked us about that 
And uh, so we thought, well, well, okay, we'll we'll have a look into it because the um, the premise is that these men, that there were a number of men that were um, said to have syphilis, and they did an experiment where there were some that had um, that had supposedly had syphilis, and others that didn't. And it was an opportunity to see what happened if they were untreated. Um, but the the point is um, that uh, that that's the problem that they there or the, the criticism, shall we say, the main criticism is that these poor men were left untreated. And it, um, because they were all African-American, then it's uh, regarded as, a, you know, pretty much a, a, a racist problem. Mm. You know, there were racist attitudes behind it all. And mm. it was a way of, you know, um, uh yeah, it was sort of a certain way of treating them all, you know, because they weren't given the the appropriate drugs. Now, because our um, research had shown us that there's no such thing as, you know, uh, the disease called syphilis caused by a bacterium, we thought, well, what actually was going on? Um, we discovered a, a book that gave us more detail about the experiments and, and what was going behind it that gave us the uh, a lot of clues about why the men would have been tested positive in this um, so-called uh, syphilis test. Um, you know, again, like the um, HIV test. I mean, you know, there are lots of conditions that can show a, a positive test result. Um, but what we found was that the the men uh, were all ill. It wasn't that, uh, you know, some were healthy and some weren't healthy. And um, what happened was that they were... Um, or their lives. Well, first of all, they were poor. They were sharecroppers. They worked in cotton fields. And one of the interesting points we found was that the um, the cotton was treated with uh, toxic insecticides. So um, and arsenic based. So, you know, pretty toxic. That was in um, when well, the 20s and 30s. And then, uh, lo and behold, in the 1940s, DDT came along. And so they, you know, they were spraying cotton crops with this. So they were exposed to pretty nasty toxic materials, toxic chemicals. Um, they were pretty poor, so they had a pretty poor diet. Their living conditions were fairly basic, and so quite you know, insanitary. They didn't well, they didn't have clean water uh, or anything like that. So it was very, very, very primitive uh, living conditions and uh, very, very poor nutrition, and uh, being subjected to constantly every day to these very toxic materials, uh, yeah. as Donna said, arsenic-based and DNT, DDT, which is a neurotoxin. So it's hardly surprising that these poor guys were ill uh, all the time. In fact, uh, the experiments they did were on, uh, I think, uh, 400 people, 500 people? No, 600. 600 yeah, people. I think it was about 290 and so that, wasn't yeah. it? I yeah, it was about 400 and 200. So 400 yeah. that were supposedly ill. Um, yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, they were all... Uh, unhealthy I mean none of them were you know yeah. uh, actually healthy people you know healthy because of these because of their living conditions um, but the other thing is that we discovered was um, the general theory is that they weren't treated they were left untreated but in fact at the very beginning all the men had some treatment unfortunately the treatment was extremely toxic as well because they were arsenic-based compounds neoarsphenamine i think if that's the right pronunciation uh, and together with mercury pills mm. so they were being they were you know the in fact 
by not being treated or not being given the full treatment, they were actually saved from being poisoned even more so. So, yeah. you, you know, it's it, it sounds like we're being mean. <laughs> um, we're not. Uh, we're just sort of exposing the facts. But the that's the problem with the medical establishment. They're looking at the completely wrong things when they're looking at uh, illness that they completely misunderstand everything about the human body, illness, health. Well, yeah, so because as you've put, like you said, uh, the view of syphilis that prevailed in 1932 persists into present day and can be summarised as follows. Syphilis is caused by bacterium called uh, tree pneumonia pallidium, I'm probably yeah, yeah. that, um, which was discovered in 1905. The disease is either... Um, that's very contagious or it's transmitted sexually uh, there are three stages three stages of the disease tests can be used to diagnose a disease and treatments are available to cure the, the disease um, but on the Mayo Clinic for example it says that the primary stage involve involves small sores or ulcers, ulcers that usually clear on their own but the, the sores appear um, at the spot where the bacteria entered the body uh, and then it says that problems may occur many years after the, the, the original infection if it's untreated and blood tests can confirm the presence of antibodies. But this whole, whole thing that the sore appears at the spot where the bacteria entered the body. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, just for people out there, what what would you what would you say to people who say, well, that, that's quite, it's quite clear. You know, that's that's what happens that that, that, that the the. the uh, the disease, the disease or the, the symptoms appear where the bacteria enter the body. What would you say to counter that? Well, we'd, first of all, we'd say, well, you'd have to prove that, uh, that either a bacteria or for any disease, what it is that's actually caused it, which has never been done, of course. So to say that uh, just because a sore or sores appear, let's say, in the genital area, Therefore, they're assuming that uh, that's caused by a bacterium, in this case, entering around that area. All of this is a fallacy and none of it has been proved scientifically. These are just assumptions that the medical establishment have made, as they do about many other diseases. And if uh, there are any skin eruptions, um, they, they again see that as proof. Uh, particularly if those skin eruptions are in the genital area, they just see that as proof as this is a sexually transmitted disease. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for herpes or any STDs, which we can talk more about. Yeah. Um, but there's there's no proof of any of it. It's assumptions. And what they have failed to realize is that when the body is uh, full of toxins, then it's got to get rid of those toxins. And the normal methods are through excrement and through urine, through sweating, uh, through coughing, spitting, uh, various sort of congestion. That, but it also uses the skin, which is the largest organ of the body. Mm -hmm. So it will push toxins out through the skin. Mm -hmm. And this is what you see as these blisters and sores and rashes, uh, which the medical establishment then interpreters, depending on where they appear, they'll interpret them as different diseases, you know. So if they happen to come out in the gentle area, then they sexually they call them sexually transmitted. If they came out, say, on the arms and legs or the trunk of the body, they may say that they're uh, chicken pox or smallpox or something like that. Um, but they never, there is no proof for any of this because they're misunderstanding what the body's doing. It's merely getting rid of toxins in the Well, quickest and oh. simplest way that it can. So, so I just, um, so I just, I just, 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 just 
cut out a little bit last week there, David. Yeah. You just said the body um, is, to summarise what you were saying, it's just it's getting rid of toxins. That's why there's eruptions come out, correct? Yes, correct. But at the same time, what they do is they find or they might find um, bacteria in the... It's annoying, guys. It just seems to have just... Bacteria there. I think I've got... Um, I don't know why... Uh, is, is your signal good? It seems fine now. The same was ringing a bit there. Sorry, sorry, Dawn. Go, go ahead. You said what they did? They find bacteria. Yeah. So I mean, just because they find bacteria in in the you know tissue samples that they take, it doesn't mean that the uh, bacteria are the cause. I mean, that's an assumption, and it has never been proven. Um, so the idea that bacteria enter the body is is just um, an assumption. It's not been proven because bacteria are in the body all the time. And as I think we probably discussed before, one of their roles is actually to break down and help eliminate toxic substances. Mm. So it's not surprising they'll be fine at the site of diseased uh, tissue where they've got you know lots of dead and dying cells because that's part of their actual function is to, is to get rid of the, that sort of you know dead and dying organic matter out of the body so that's why they'll be found there but it doesn't mean they're the cause and in fact yeah. they're, they're certainly not the cause i mean the body's gonna have billions trillions of bacteria all over mm. anyway so yes it's it's just madness for them to, to think that you know it's like taking a, a sample of a particular area and thinking like i know that even of the world and thinking that that problem is there because of this small sample it's like that's not the case there's a lot of things going on so so just for people to break it down when it comes to syphilis the uh, once again it uh, wasn't anything to do with um or just this sexually transmitted disease no. for example it was to do with poor living poor sanitation poor living uh, conditions um extremely poor diet where they had yes. very rarely had any fresh fruit vegetables or, or meats it was mainly um yeah things like molasses and they had like yeah. poor poor yeah poor food cool. yeah, um, corn cobs. yeah corn cobs yeah poor poor food uh, and um then also being in contact with pesticides lots mm. of pesticides um and other herbicides uh, as well that that were the regular contact with them and just being basically in an extremely toxic environment yes uh, that's what's led to these issues now um if we come on then to to restate we'll stick with the stds for people out there because this can be something that i think people are going to find hard to wrap their head around if they haven't come to it to begin with i mean people our audience are intelligent bunch and they probably understand this but someone might be saying well how comes then when i was absolutely fine before i then went and had sex with someone and i then got an issue like chlamydia or uh, herpes or genital warts how how is that how is that how is that possible if it's not yeah i mean we we do get this question an awful lot don't we we do i wonder why <laughs> i don't know if you saw do you know who tom barnett is yes you know tom yeah yeah one of his second video brilliant i love tom he's like it's <laughs> he's like and it seems that like a lot of people have got herpes and he's like not me i haven't got herpes it's quite funny because it's interesting to see how they break it down but yeah go go ahead go um go ahead guys go go run with it go with this one okay uh, well, I think one of the interesting things people ought to bear in mind, and this is clinically provable and it's in the medical records, that uh, people who have never had sex, and this is sort of confirmed bachelors, spinsters and children who've never had sex, but exhibit the symptoms of a sexually transmitted disease, you know, herpes with the blisters and things like that. 
So that's a first and very important fact because, you know, particularly with children, uh, young children we're talking about, who've ne obviously never had sex, but they, they're coming up with uh, supposed herpes uh, symptoms. Um, so that would tell you, well, it can't obviously be a sexually transmitted disease. And that's an important point for people to bear in mind. Now, the second point people need to bear in mind is that, you know, the whole of our 10 years research showed that there is no proof that any either virus or bacteria causes any disease at all. And there is no science to prove that. OK, so then you've got to say, well, OK, so there's no scientific evidence for any disease and that's including any uh, supposed uh, sexually transmitted disease there's no science that proves that uh, a, a bacteria or a virus is at the base of it so you said okay but people are getting blisters and sores or whatever um so what's the cause of it and so we're back to really what we're looking at with as we mentioned about syphilis uh the body is expelling some toxin. Now, it could be a toxin that they've accumulated over a particular period of time, or it could be something that they came into. It could be something they came into during the act of sex. And I'm not talking about a, a, a bacteria or something. I mean, people use the man maybe using uh, a condom. Now, condoms are made of latex, you know, which is actually an irritant. And there's often they're always covered. They have a spermicide on them, which is another irritant. Uh, the female may be using uh, some uh, sort of contraceptive uh, thing as well, which could be an irritant. So there could be the things that they're using may cause be causing an irritant in the genital area for, for both of them, either or both of them. So that's there can be a number of factors as to uh, what is causing this outbreak. But the, the one thing we do know for certain is it's not a bacteria and it's not a virus. So it's always something else. I mean, another thing that we found with uh, as well as all the other toxins that people can come into contact with that then come out through the skin. One of the things that people are less aware of is their amalgam fillings. Mm. Now, uh, amalgam fillings are full of toxic metals, you know, not least of which is mercury and silver and zinc. You know, so there's several metals in there. Now, they're very toxic and they're being slowly released into your body all the time. So uh, as a toxic buildup comes just from your amalgam fillings, that toxin has got to come out somewhere. So you could, that, again, could be the cause of sort of uh, infrequent outbreaks of blisters. Mm -hmm. And they could be around the mouth, obviously. And then the whole idea is that, oh, those symptoms are herpes. But this is another problem, of course, that they're people are, are fixed with these labels. So you say, oh, well, because you've got a, a blister or cold, you know, used to call them cold sores. So now it's it's called herpes. But, mm -hmm. you know, if it's supposed to be herpes, it's supposed to be caused by a virus. And neither of those are, are uh, established facts. So it's just an eruption of something around the mouth, which, you know, as David said, could very easily be the result of, um, you know, something coming th through from the uh, from the fillings. You know, if you've got amalgam fillings or other um, dental work that can also uh, introduce various unnatural substances into the into yeah. the mouth. So, you know, it's 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 nothing necessarily to do with, yeah. um, but, but, you know, the sexual act at all. But because the medical establishment establishment doesn't understand the human body, they put great store by the fact of wherever these sores and blisters, rashes 
appear mm. on the body. Yeah. And that's that's the mistake. It, the body has a um, it will choose the easiest place for it to get rid of a toxin. OK. And it has various methods. And just because they the toxin comes out through somewhere around the genitals um, or even the buttocks uh, doesn't mean it's anything to do with sex. In fact, it definitely isn't anything to do with sex. It's just that's where it comes out. And mm. it, once people understand that and the first the very first point that I made is people who've never had sex can have and do have these symptoms then they've got to realize it's nothing to do with a sexual act yeah well when when they can just put names to different illnesses well okay different skin eruptions different places this means they can produce more drugs and put it down whereas like it's like you said before about amalgam fillings yeah or just bad breath right because if you've got as, as a man as a man we've got four ways of explaining toxins like four major ways which is a breath sweat urine and stool women have got their menstrual cycle as well probably why they live a bit longer than us because they've got a whole like new every month they've got a way of explaining toxins and so you're breathing and it keeps them coming out of your mouth you can, that's what can cause cold sores or whatever you call them like eruptions etc um also the groin area lots of sweat comes out there you're sweating in that area around genitals etc well, I was going to say, yes, it's it's an area that's that, an important that, yes, point. Yes, yes, I mean, the sort of point. sweat comes out, you know, because without going into detail, I mean, sort of, you know, <laughs> sexual acts may involve yeah, yeah, of course. some warmth, a bit of heat. But, warmth, but even, hey, yeah. even just even just during the day, you know, and that's the importance of, you know, tight underwear and tight trousers, you yeah. know, holds the heat in. So the, the, the gentle area sweats more. And so, yes, toxins will then come out through well, that. I, 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 again, I know. Go, go, go ahead, no, please. I was just going to say in various products people use to actually, uh, you know, sort of personal care products in those, you know, thinking oh, that they're keeping themselves clean and they've got all sorts of fragrances, chemicals, whatever in there. So, again, you know, they could be overloading that area that they think they're keeping clean. Um, well, also, lube and things they might use for in sexual. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's like highly toxic, chemical based, yeah. laden with chemicals. And I know this um, from when, when I was ill. I used to get humongous cysts all over the lower back, right at the edge of my bum, extremely painful, and groin area. You know, because that's what the body would do. If you're not getting rid of the toxins through the actual pathways, then it will start to push them out through the skin, and they are extremely, extremely painful. But I wasn't, like, because I've been in contact with someone on my groin area, or that particular area, it was just, that's how the body was getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting you say just because people will say, well, I was fine before I had sex and I had sex. It's like, well, there are different issues that could have occurred during that during that sexual even um, yeah, se- sexual meeting, whatever you want to call it, um, for that to happen. And so there's more to it. And the fact that you said that no research has shown this and people that haven't had sex still get these issues. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a massive one for people to to, to really realise. Sorry, there was there's also another point which uh, often gets overlooked and uh, which we talk about, and that's the nocebo effect. Yeah. Sometimes with the sexual act, depending on, uh, well, without going into details, there can be a certain amount of guilt attached to it. You know, it can either be from religious beliefs or extramarital or upbringing, or, yeah, or, you know, things, yeah. and the thought processes uh, particularly guilt and the emotional can have an effect on the body does have an effect and can also particularly within a sexual act if the guilt is surrounding that can be uh, a self-induced punishment if you like and i know that may sound a bit far-fetched but this truly happens 
and I did, I did, uh, although it wasn't a sexual act, but I did uh, relate uh, a short story which um, that was on one of the TEDx uh, interviews, and I think it was the lady was a microbiologist, and she was relating a story of a pilot who uh, flew short commercial flights, and uh, he was coming out in supposedly herpes blisters on his forehead. Now, people may sort of want to wonder what was going off there. But what was it was found out, it was obviously nothing to do with the sexual act, but these were supposedly herpes blisters. Uh, but what it was, they only came out when he overflew a particular canyon. OK, and when he was examined to find out what it was, I'm cutting a long story short here, it was found out that this particular canyon was somewhere where one of his best friends crashed in a plane and was mm. killed. And it just so happened that he was supposed to be taking that flight on that day. So he had a big guilt thing that his friend died in his place. And once he'd bottomed this out and realised that that's what was causing this eruption of supposedly herpes blisters on his forehead, then the, the whole thing cleared up and he never suffered again. Well, I mean, that goes, I mean, that, yeah, the mind nocebo effect is powerful. I've gone into this many times on podcast, the placebo, the nocebo, extremely powerful. Yes. Another thing as well is if you're sleeping with someone that maybe you think is even unclean, you could probably like do that, that to yourself, thing like, oh, I might have caught something and then it, you know, manifest it yourself. Yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly the point, you know. Oh, I, I might have caught something. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the it's amazing just how powerful these kind of ideas and thoughts can be. People might not be aware of them if you like, sort of consciously, but maybe these things play around in their subconscious. And yeah, there's all sorts of things, but it, it's uh, it, it's not to be dismissed. And I, I think that's maybe why the whole sort of sexual thing. Um, comes up that you know people question it because you know they they have these encounters and they think that uh, you know whatever it is that happens afterwards is because they had sex and so there's definitely something to look into and I think there's an awful lot of um, um, belief systems and religions and various people that sort of brought that, up to, yeah. to to think that it's it's a not a good act it's you know it's I don't know whatever but, it is it's bad one. it's sinful whatever it is and so there, there's an inbuilt uh, problem within people that they may not be aware of so, so well, I, I think it's like 75 to 80 percent of sexual um disease or, or sexual um stress around, around that are um christian or catholic um people of that religion because really? they're yeah because they've been taught to to basically yeah it's almost like sex is sacred it's, it's it shouldn't be used for fun or pleasure and yeah. so yeah i remember um Paul Check, I don't know if you know Paul Check, he's one of my sort of holistic godfather. He's got the Check Institute, one of my mentors for years, and he goes into it. He's he studied religion on the way because when you're hearing a Hindu compared to when you're hearing a, Catholic, a Christian or Catholic, it's very very different, right? So talking about sexual suppression and yes. doing things uh, not 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 finding someone attractive or keeping that sexual urge back and finding it sinful, these things, you know, they have definitely created a lot of sexual. Um, issues, disease, etc. In those people, which it was quite interesting, and um, yeah, the Catholic, Catholic and Christian religions, they're 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 the worst, they're most oppressive. Um, even though you know these people, 
they're sitting there, they go to church claiming that they're holier than thou, and behind everyone's back they're having affairs, or you know you've got these people in the church they're doing these things to little children. Um, oh. and so you know the Vatican, the most inverted place of thing in the world when it comes to that. So people haven't looked into the Vatican, you can go and do some research. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. One of the ones because this is the other right. So we get into this. This is another one. So people. When you talk about these sort of diseases, syphilis, um, measles, um, sexually transmitted diseases, smallpox always comes up, right? Especially how it wiped out indigenous tribes, right? Oh, right. Okay. Yes, is a favourite one, yes. Yeah. So, well, explain that then. Because you get this on, I mean, you deal with people that I've put posts up all the time, which are controversial in, in, the, in the mainstream. And I, well... Well, the smallpox vaccine saved this many lives, and the measles vaccine saved this many lives. And what about the smallpox? It wiped out, you know, they used it to wipe out the indigenous man. Like, so, what would be your, your answer to that, guys? Okay, well, uh, it's a it, it's a big question, but we'll we'll try and be brief because uh, I mean we have written about it, and uh, there's been, uh, you know, we draw a lot of our information from some very well-known historians who've written copious uh, books on it. Uh, but let, let's let's do the conquistador things with the conquistador sort of going over to South America. And, uh, you know, mainstream history will say that um, the diseases they carried with them, that the local tribes, and we're talking about millions of people here, you know, not just a, you know, a few bunch of uh, people living in the jungle. These were... Uh, millions of people living in South America and the islands long before uh, it was supposedly discovered by uh, Europe. Mm. So the conquistadors, the short story is the conquistadors went over there uh, supposedly with lots of diseases and the people over there had no immunity to them. They'd never had any of these diseases, smallpox, nothing existed in the whole of the Americas. Um, And so they had no immunity and were then wiped out by uh, smallpox in particular. Yes, well, I mean, that's the point that there were a, a number of other diseases they were supposed to have taken with them. But smallpox is mainly it is the main one. They get, they get told, uh, pretty sure it's smallpox, they talk about how they um, hid it in the bed sheets or something like that and, and gave it to oh, them. So it was like, oh, no, there's a blanket story. But that's that's a that's the North American. That's Indian North American. That's, then, that's, yeah, yeah, that's something slightly yeah. different. OK, OK. okay. And, equally, and equally untrue. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, of course. I mean, it's like white man came and just gave them bed sheets with measles on it. I thought, well, not measles, um, smallpox. Small, yeah. Smallpox, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah. well, just to put that one to bed, literally, uh, the North American one, I'll just say, mm-hmm. I mean, we looked at that and we looked for if there was any actual evidence, historical evidence to support that or whether it was just a, an urban myth. And there is no uh, actual historical evidence to say that that happened you know that uh, smallpox infested blankets were given to the indians uh north american indians in order to wipe them out there's no historical evidence for that and basically we know that that's an impossibility anyway from a scientific point of view because there's no virus that you could have on blankets that you can then transmit to people it, it just doesn't work even if they try to do that but so we'll put that one to bed it never happened okay but uh for south america when the conquistadors invaded as we said they were supposed to have uh, infected accidentally of course all of the people of south america and the and the, the vast majority of them died just just like we, how people accidentally transmitting covid right 
Quite yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. But again, there's no evidence, you know, that, um, that, that, that that is true at all. Uh, one is, as we've already said, uh, there are no diseases that can be transmitted. There's nothing, no such thing as a conf- uh, contagious or infectious disease. So what we found by studying the history from historians who've looked at it is the people that were dying and did die uh, were for vastly other reasons, not least of which was the conquistadors massacred many of them. Uh, What they found, and there's good records from a Jesuit priest who went in there with the conquistadors, um, and his records show, and he's not the only one, that um, the conquistadors treated the people brutally. I mean, not only did they massacre them, because the people were peaceful, you know, and in fact, the the priest remarked at how clean and how the great standards of hygiene that these people had and the way they lived and the food and the friendliness and all the rest of it uh, much more so than the conquistadors who would come from that at the time spain uh was and most of europe uh, including l- england including england lived you know the most people lived in quite filthy unsanitary well, conditions yeah yeah unlike what the south american people were living right. um so they were very healthy people but um, and as regards immunity to things, um, it's very hard to believe that there was no such thing as diseases ever in the Americas before the conquistadors arrived. So that's one thing. But nothing could be transmissible. Now, people have argued that, uh, as I say, that because the, the local people uh, had no immunity, that's what killed them off. But you've got to look at several things. One is, as I say, diseases can't be transmitted that way. There's no such thing. And two is. Logically, even if the conquistadors had the uh, diseases themselves to be able to carry them across the ocean, then why weren't they becoming ill with them themselves? You know, it's a long voyage across uh, those in those days. Because so they built up because they built up immunity to them. Well, that's, that's the next Im- argument. Because it, if they had <laughs> immunity, then they couldn't be housing the germ. Their body couldn't house the germ. You can't have it both ways. So if they're immune, that means the, the so-called immune system. And again, we don't call it the immune system, but that would have killed off the germ. So they couldn't be carrying germs if they were immune. Again, you know, they're, you they're know, trapped by the by logic. Hoisted you know? by their own petard yeah, exactly. with that argument. You know, they're, they're either got the disease and are falling ill and dying on the ships. Which they weren't. Or, which they weren't. Or they're immune, which means any any bacteria or viruses would have been killed by their own immune system, in which case they've got nothing to transfer to the natives when they got there. So there's a hole in the story right from the beginning. But then when you look at the actual historical facts of what went off, the conquistadors went there for one reason, and that was for wealth to take back, not only for themselves. To, to, for to, ta- yeah, take, to take land, right? It's, how, it's, how they, it's why South America is Christian and Catholic, because... Because they and, just took their religions and just and just massacred them. No? And speak Spanish, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I was in Mexico recently. Remember, I said she. Oh, yeah, she asked yeah. me how I got on a plane. I just booked one and got on the plane. Like literally, it's, it's but it's because because I just don't listen to a word these these fuckers say. So right. you go you go and do it yourself. But when I was out there, I was learning. I had some history behind it, and I was learning more about. It, and I was thinking, I'm oh, really interested in it because this story come up, and I was thinking, oh, it makes sense why. Because I I thought that South America was Catholic just through years gone by. I didn't realise that they had. They obviously make sense. I was like, of course they have all the tribes and etc. That's what they have their own religions. Mm-hmm. 
that it come about because of this. Mm. Um, yes, but they were after not just land; they were after resources, um, particularly gold, um, but silver as well, and as well as uh, actually uh, um, divesting the native people of their sort of gold ornaments or any gold they had. They they uh, established gold mining and um, got the local people to be their sort of slaves in the miners, as it were. I mean, technically not quite slaves, but near enough. Um, now, gold mining is pretty um, harmful because you're exposed to uh, mercury, cinnabar, as it was, you know, would have been the ore. Um, but not just being exposed to the um, fairly nasty conditions in the mine as well as the toxins. Um, they weren't looked after. They weren't fed. Um, and they were treated as just, well, you know, work as hard as you can. And when and you die. when you when you we're die, just, we're, we're, you know, there's 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 more behind in, in the queue. You know, we can get somebody else to come in and, and carry on. So. They were dying in the mines. They were also the, dying on plant plantations. They were being worked like effectively like slaves. Worked to death. I mean, the yes. life expectancy of the people once the conquistadors was there was three months. Three months. Okay, no. uh, because they were That's worse than the gulags. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, Some survived the gulags, yes. Yeah. And as I say, they it was <laughs> their many. policy. <laughs> it was their policy not to feed them because, as Dawn said, there were more people, really? so they didn't feed them. They just died and they got someone else. Uh, and the conditions were so bad that uh, even the local inhabitants started committing suicide rather than be captured by these barbarians and live a very short and painful life. Um, I mean, these conquistadors um, even had um, what they called uh, these hunter dogs, which they would uh, and they were armoured. You know, it was almost like something out of a scientific fiction movie. And these dogs were trained to track down and rip people apart. And that's what they would do. I mean, it's horrendous that when you look at the true history of what went off and over a period of about oh, 30 yeah. years, they killed one way or another eight million people. Uh, no one talks about that. No, no one talks no. about that. And that's why they'd rather have the sanitized story of just people accidentally catching diseases and dying. Because it's so much easier to blame a virus. Rather than talk about the true history. But fortunately, some historians and Dr. David Stannard, I recommend that people have a look at his book uh, um, where he talks about it. I mean, it's unfortunate that he still thinks that uh, viruses do exist, but at least he covers the history of the atrocities and mass murders that went off in the Americas uh, by the uh, invading conquistadors. Uh, so it's quite uh, it's quite sickening. It's hard reading, oh, but, I can uh, but uh, that's what people were dying from. And of course, because they were driven off their land where they had, you know, their plantations because they were able to feed themselves and had done for thousands of years. But they were driven off their land by these people. And so now they were starving to death, even though they're out in the wilds, as it were, they were starving to death. They hadn't got any proper food. So, as I say, uh, they eventually over and take it to the period of about 50 years. All of the islands um, around there and the mainland, uh, all of the native population were wiped out. But it was nothing to do with. Uh, disease it was to do with the barbarity of the invaders um, who wanted the land they wanted the gold and silver and the natural resources and that's what it was all about so so 
this is the thing as well, guys. I think people seem to forget. They seem to think that we're in this period of, of time where we're, you know, history is like this mythical make-believe stuff that can't happen again, right? Or it hasn't happened again. So when people hear things like that, so like right now, this is World War Three. People think it's going to be over in a year. I say, look, World War Two was 1939 to 1945. This is this, they've got this plan to go out longer if we don't say no. And what's going on now as well is like we get, people will look back on this in years to come, and there'll be the official story, which will either be our story if we manage to put them to bed, or it'll be the bullshit story like this. And 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 I always say to people. We're in history. We're making history right now. Whether it depends how long we we go on for, because it seems that we won't be long before we're wiped off. Because all history, every civilization that goes through the the, the same cycle that we're going through, we're at that cycle right now where it doesn't look too good for us. That f- f- fiction becomes more powerful than truth, and then when that happens, you know, it starts to all all the things that we're going through now, all these like nonsense political political garbage things that we're going through basically people like getting rid of truth and going on fiction and so i say to people you don't realize what's going on they they think that that only in the past could like governments do these things um and take over and and and, and go and basically try right now we're going through something like that and it's people time for people to wake the fuck up and realize what's going on this is why i say excuse my my profanity i use it i use it Often, yeah, but it's just I say to people like go and read a history book. These things, and, and this is what they've done, and then they said sold a lie of it being a virus, um, and same with what happened now. They were taking the middle class out. Um, they're basically just ripping the heart out of, of, of people financially, and they're saying it because of virus, you know, um, and the freedoms have gone. Um, all these things that they would do to mandate their technocracy that they want um, te- 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 technocracy technocracy what do we call it yeah. that's the word um, yeah. technocracy uh, uh, that's what they're doing and people just can't see it and so when you look at these stories and you actually this is why they said before that you can't talk you can't you, that doesn't get mentioned about being getting massacred it's like after World War Two, no one talks about us massacring about 10 million Germans that doesn't that, no one talks about that yeah. because, no. because you know they, they were bad I'm sure they weren't good Okay, but but like there's there's a lot going on that we need to talk about the Holocaust, which we maybe get into another time. But the numbers that the Red Cross put out there compared to what actually gets reported. Yes. It's know? a very different story. Very it's different. Very different story. Yes. The, the, uh, is it Lurcher report? Um, goes into like the the actual. Anyway, you've got to be careful what you say because you get banged up. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but as you say, it's a question of you know. I mean, that, the story is you know the uh, history is written by the victors. But the difference with uh, story, now yeah. back to, the, to from then is that we do have this opportunity of communicating with people around the world, and we do have you know a, a window of opportunity right now to get uh, this message out to as many people as possible that there isn't a virus. Well, yeah, this is this is why they're so in, trying so hard to shut down. Um, any story that goes against the narrative as fake news, you know, misinformation, dangerous. Because beforehand we didn't have that. So one thing that they that they had to put this all in place because they wanted their, um, you know, social so, social world of like good people that adhere to their stuff so they can just face recognition and everything else they want. But that meant that we can get information out uh, to a lot of people. Um, and that was growing and growing and growing. That's why they're trying to do what they're trying to do, right? Wipe people off and then basically book burning, you know, book yes. burning for, yeah. for a better word. Um, 
because this is what's going on. But no, I just think it's important just to interject that for people, just to see, like, if you, you start looking at these stories in history of what was said and then what really happened, yeah, then people start to think, oh, actually, because I said to people, do you think the government are going to tell you what they're doing? No, they're going to do it behind another story, like World War One or World War Two. Like mm. the story yes. you get told, and because people, oh, my granddad died. It's like my granddad's were in the war. It's like when people go through this. They say all the, all the good people on the front line. It's like I'm not saying the people in the war didn't have good intentions and didn't have big hearts. Yes. I'm saying they were manipulated by people above to just Absolutely. what go over the top when you're 17 years old, 18, run over the top and get massacred by automatic weapons or mm. World War Two. You know, like going to war against people. You, you don't even know these people. They got the, the, the other side. You know, they're they're bad and we're good, or or whatever it goes on. This culling of the population. Yeah, but there is that famous story of the uh, um, the oh, sort the of the yeah the match. Christmas football match. You know, that just shows that uh, you know that the real people, shall we say, uh, have a guys. slight yes, just have a slight view. But it is the whole you know divide and conquer. You know, get. Yeah different groups of people to be made to feel different from other groups of people so that they'll have antagonism so they'll argue and you know it's the whole sort of you know well i'm right patriotism as well right patriotism oh yes you you, i grew up like my family big into like the for family and stuff and and when you're into it you like it gives you some sort of something to belong to right and so when it's really hard to realize the lies you've been sold if you haven't got an open mind you know to actually just it's really hard to say i've locked her been been learned something for seven years at medical school then probably worked for however many years to then be told everything you've been told is a lie mm. especially if you're a good person you're trying to do good mm. yeah you know it's hard to break down that that shatter that that that, yeah. that, 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 that that story they've been told and they've been they bought into and so this is why i said to people it's just i just wanted to get that out to people is that start looking at things and thinking what as you said before there dawn you know history gets written by the winners it's his story and when people start to understand words yes. understand stand under when you're saying yes. inter, interstand would be the actual word you want to use mm-hmm. um so when you actually get to these points it's it's really it's, it just starts to make people realize ah what else isn't true? And this is why I get you guys, we're going to have a couple more times to get you back on because I think you'll get some really interesting conversations. The one I just wanted to touch on to, um, why I've got you here as well, is the antibodies and immunity. Have okay. we got time? Have we got time? Yeah, we yeah. can do that. I don't know. If, uh, we, I think we're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we will talk about antibodies because it's, uh, it's quite an important one and it's it a big fallacy again uh of the medical establishment you know something else they don't understand and even their own story they manipulate it uh to suit their own purposes and contradict themselves but all the time all the time and we we can give a couple of examples of that but this whole thing about antibodies is a complete myth and again it doesn't have any scientific basis to it uh and cutting a very long story short they believe that through the use of vaccinations that they can uh, inject something into your body which will induce the body to produce these things that they call antibodies which will then circulate around in the body for months years even until it comes into contact with an invading virus (laughs) or bacteria and then it will recognize it and all of these antibodies will swoop down on this uh, invading 
uh, organism and kill it and and then you'll be okay i mean <laughs> i'm giving a a simplified view there but that's basically what they believe and i can say i mean we've investigated this there is no scientific evidence to back that up you know it's just a fallacy the whole vaccination thing being able to uh confer immunity through the production of antibodies has never been proven scientifically it's a complete myth okay so that's the first thing okay but, but what does happen and probably when you injure yourself or if you, your body is invaded by toxic chemicals, what the body does produce is something called globulins. OK, and these are globulins. globulins. Immunoglobulins. Well, we don't call them immunoglobulins because, because, globulins because okay. that's still, a, you know, playing, it, playing into their myth. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's still buying into kind of an immune system type idea. So, you know, we just call them globulins, which which are uh, small uh, protein uh, particles. And their job is uh, to go to the site of injury, which may be just cells because cells get damaged by uh, toxins, uh, chemical toxins or whatever it is that's attacking it. And uh, these are repair mechanisms. Or if you cut your finger or something like that and uh, you need to, the, the womb needs to stitch together. Well, the body will release globulins. They, they're they sort of like sealant agents, if you think of them like that, to help seal uh, the cut or if the cell is broken or is damaged uh, to, to seal it. That's that's what globulins do. But they, they're then misnamed by the medical establishment as antibodies. Um, but that's just a misnomer. They're not antibodies. They're globulins and they're there to repair part of the repair mechanism of the body when it's uh, under attack from toxins. There's a, a, a sort of a similarity with inflammation. Again, that's regarded as a as a disease process. Again, like we said in the you know title of the book, you know what you everything you thought you knew about disease is wrong. It it, it is completely the opposite. Inflammation is not a disease causing process it's a protective mechanism i mean it's recognized to a certain extent by the medical establishment um but again if if there's a an injury well, or a cut or you get yeah. a splinter you get the more blood uh, goes mm. to the area and provides repair materials so yeah, that, so, so uh, information comes rather than it being yeah it's, it's not you're inflamed and that causes illness it's you've got an issue and then information comes to, to try and cure the, the yeah. yes yeah. yes like an injury, like an even like for example, even if you got an injury to a knee, you know it gets it's inf inflammation, you know it gets yeah. uh, swelling around it. Yeah. But part, no, of, but part of that is is to hopefully encourage the person to to rest and let it heal itself. To It also releases our IGF one, I think, insulin-like growth growth factor, which is another healing mechanism. Well, that that again is is another supposed kind of um, uh, immuno. So that that's part of the the sort of globulin. The, it's the repair mechanism. Again, yeah. the, these are different labels, and they're part claim to be part of the immune system, but it's just part of the body's health yeah, system, protective yeah, yeah. repair yeah. system. I, I think it's just worth mentioning because you know as times going on is to uh, just to give an example of how the medical establishment. Uh, don't understand these things that they've given the name of antibodies to. Uh, and a glaring example of it is, uh, and they do it with tests now, and they did it with HIV, is most of the time, if they find, take a blood sample and measure the amount of what they're calling antibodies, they'll say, if you've got lots of antibodies, that means you're immune, you have immunity, okay? 
and that's what they do most of the time. But then they choose some diseases and HIV was one of them. And when they took a blood sample then and measured the amount of antibodies, they said, if you've got lots of antibodies, that means you've got the disease. You know, well, I mean, straight away. And they uh, they do that with quite a few diseases. And you think, well, you can't have it both ways. Either antibodies means you're immune or antibodies means you've got the disease. But they want it both ways, uh, which just makes a complete nonsense and shows just how little they know about what the body's doing and what these things are that they've called antibodies, but are, are in actual fact globulins, which are there to do their repair jobs, you know. Um, so it's, <laughs> the, I mean, we try and explain all these things in a book, in our book, and that's why it's nearly 800 pages, you know, mm-hmm. because we try to lay out in easily understandable terms and I'm not, I'm not meaning that we dumped it down but you know like anyone else we we didn't want to put a load of jargon in there so people don't know what the hell we're talking about so we've tried to explain all these things in ways that people can understand so they can see the contradictions in what the medical establishment say and the fact that there is no science to back up what they do say so, and then we explain what the real causes of disease are which is far more simple but I I I, I want to um, I think I've been pushing your book to a lot of people because uh, I think like if people read it it's gonna just clear up a lot for a lot of people understand it and I'll even have a chat to you guys and try and maybe get it on my website so I can have like, a link to it so people can get it on there. Um, but the, the thing what I just want to quickly ask you there when it comes to you said like not having them say like immune system what you mean is like the, the body's repair system it's how the body repairs yes. rather than the immune system. So if something like parasites guys okay parasites. How the body deal? Because people say that some parasites can hide from the immune system, or you know, in certain ways, we live in conjunction with parasites, protozoa, etc. But if you have something like a hookworm or something like that in, in okay. inside, do you, what what would what would happen there? The bo- would that, would the, that be globulins again? The bo- no, the body has a another system, uh, and for parasites, and it releases nitric oxide. I mean, the body is fantastic. It can handle anything, you know, providing you've treated it right and fed it right. It's got all the mechanisms to deal with anything. So uh, if you did get into the situation where a parasite entered the body, then that's what the body would do. It would release nitric oxide, which would kill it. It would kill the parasites uh, outright and then they'd be expelled from the body in the normal um, ways that it, it excretes things. Right. Um, so that that's that's its particular mechanism. So most parasites. people with parasites, they don't the body doesn't do that because it's too toxic and sick. Yeah. Whereas if they're healthy, healthy in terms of environment, terrain, etc., not toxic, yes. then their body would deal with things. Yes, correct. But again, it's uh, you know the, the the word parasite has lots of different meanings. I mean, it's it's claimed that you know malaria is caused by a parasite, but I mean that's a different sort of parasite. That's obviously not what you're talking about. No, no. Um, and uh, I mean it's it's quite clear from um, some of the people we cite in our book, like Herbert Shelton, who was a proponent of natural hygiene, said that uh, you know a healthy body doesn't uh, host at any parasites, a- any of these uh, worm type parasites. So. Um, you know, it's it's quite clear that that's uh, that that's what's important. No, yeah, they, they they live in dysfunction. I mean, I mean, the fact that ninety to ninety five percent of the world population is of like a fungal or parasitic infection just shows how far away from health we are mm-hmm. uh, in in general. You know, and so yeah, these things as you mentioned, before, I mean, funguses, etc. They 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 want to find a place that they can live which works for them you know and so the more toxic and and, and, and internally imbalanced you are etc etc that, that's where they want to be and the healthier you are 
they disappear because they don't want to be there. They, they exactly. can't live, as you said, in a healthy environment. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, fungi are um, not uh, a parasite in the same way as no. uh, like the sort of worms or whatever. I mean, they are uh, they are part of you know the body's cleanup crew. So yeah. if you know they they do develop on a particularly well. toxic environment, so they they will help to break it down as they do out in the forest. You know they help to break down sort of tree trunks and stuff and whatever. That's you know they they have a similar function to to bacteria. You yeah, know they're helping helping clean up so you know if they're there that means there's a toxic as you say quite rightly there's a toxic environment and they're there to to help out mm. and the last thing you want to do is take something that kills them you know kills them off because then they can't do the job and you just make the whole thing worse well and you're and you're adding toxins to your body yeah. so it just exacerbates the whole problem and you know doesn't help you certainly doesn't help you get healthy <laughs> I, see, I see it all the time with candida people are like i've got a candida issue i want to take some like, anti-fungal anti-candida medicines or whatever and i'm like the candida is there for a reason like you probably because you've got heavy metal poisoning and so you kill off the candida you get a big flush of heavy metals in the system and it can lead to big issues like so fungus fungus is is, is different uh, and i mean so i mean I'm, i was talking more about worm like parasites when i talked yes. about parasites probably should have been more more um yeah uh, but the, the, body can, the body has a mechanism to handle it uh, providing the body is healthy it can handle if a parasite does happen to get in there it can handle it and it, it can kill it with its release of nitric oxide that's what it does cool awesome guys so yeah we cover quite a lot there and i think people are going to get a lot from it uh, syphilis antibodies real immunity and um, oh the one we didn't get into but we can maybe listen to the next time because i know you've got to go is why the modern medicine can't cure the common cold but probably we, can, well, we, could, we, we, we can could cover it briefly we can cover yeah, it because it's quite an easy one to cover because yeah. it's a, it's one that's misunderstood the same as influenza flu you know so people either say i've got a cold or i've got the flu uh let's make it quite clear that neither a cold or the flu is caused by a virus you know i mean and strangely uh, i mean they reckon that the uh, coronavirus is actually one of the viruses that causes the common cold okay but now of course uh, it's not just a common cold you've now got covid19 and you know it's going to kill you uh, that's absolute nonsense but anyway the the common cold or influenza is is those symptoms are not caused by any germ uh, they're the body's detox mechanism you know, if there's been a buildup of toxins in your body, which it's not been able to eliminate through all of the other methods that we've said, sweating, vomiting, diarrhea, um, you know, uh, if it's not been able to get rid of them or through the skin, um, then uh, uh, I've lost my thread now, uh, then it can come out as a congestion, because if the body can't use its normal mechanisms, it will employ the mucous membranes. And so that's why you get you know, coughing, uh, you know, uh, the production of phlegm, runny nose, congestion generally. That's because it's employing the mucous membranes to try and suck out the toxins and then expel it through uh, through mucus, basically. I know it all sounds revolting, but, but that's the body doing its job properly. So if you always maintain a healthy body, you'd never have another cold or, or and certainly not influenza. Uh, because that's all they are. It's it's a sign that your body is trying to get rid of something toxic, toxic which it hasn't been able to get rid of through the normal uh, 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 normal methods. So, uh, you know, I mean, Dawn and I, 
you know, we're not paragons of virtue, but uh, we do live healthy lives and have a healthy diet. And we've not had anything called a cold for years and years. You know, we just don't. Um, so that's why they can't cure it, because it's not a disease, you <laughs> yeah. know, in, in simple terms, because there is no disease that you catch. You don't catch a cold. You don't catch the flu because they're not disease entities. They are symptoms that are built up within the body within uh depending on the purging process yes Yes, it's a purging process and therefore you can't transmit that you know you can't transmit your body's sort of you know cleaning up processes to somebody else but also you can't cure it by the use of any kind of pharmaceutical because they're always toxic uh so you're only going to add to the problem so it wouldn't cure it it. so the only cure is is to allow the process to um to to actually sort of work through and um you know take rest yeah yeah, take rest take plenty of fluids uh let the body actually heal itself uh the most important thing is not to take anything to suppress those symptoms because you are working against the body 100 percent. no i'm fully fully with you there and i said we thought you would be a, a, (laughs) a simple thing for people to bear in mind is that only the body can heal itself and you can either help it or hinder it and that's, you know, and that's a nice, simple way to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Always say to people, you know, you don't see any of these modern issues in nature. You don't see a rattlesnake with PCOS, you know, or an alligator with COVID-19. You know, this is all just. Yeah, so so these are all just things that we're modern, modern, modern lifestyle and, and the nonsense we're, we're told. One of the things you just mentioned there, Dawn, just before you go, you said you're, you're, you can't transmit a cold to someone else. Have you ever have you looked into signal transduction? not sure what that is so 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 for example how women's um, bodies sync up oh yes 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 yes. yes. so so your aura so i say to people sometimes that because if your body's speaking to mine you're going through detoxification process my body goes oh actually we could maybe do one of those that gives the illusion of something being contagious but i say to people 12 20 people in the office get a cold not all 20 get it maybe no. six maybe 12 get it um but generally because it's it's, it's winter they're not having enough vitamin d they're not eating well and all these well, christmas comes you know it's just like sugar and alcohol season people wonder why yes. they're sick yes. and no sun but signal transduction talks about how the body does talk they do talk to each other and mm-hmm. so if uh, me and me you and david were in the room together and you were going through um a purging process and my body was like Oh, actually, we've got a little bit of that in us. Maybe we'll go through one. That's that was the other way we, 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 um, the research I've done. It talks about how that can help because it can let, like, for example, if we were in a tribe, it will get us all healthy at the same time, um, clear at the same time. Does that make sense? Rather than it being uh, contagious. Yes, but but also there's there's an element of the sort of placebo nocebo effect yeah. that people are so fixed by these things being called colds that you know if yeah. you sneeze then i'm going to sneeze you know and and i've i've heard people you know people say oh well you don't don't come near me you know because i've got the lurgy or whatever and you'll get it again i no no i won't you know i know now but so many people absolutely believe that they can catch a cold if somebody else sneezes i mean like we say you don't but because they absolutely believe it, then, you know, the next day they can sneeze because, and think and, and have the symptoms. Yeah. So there is there is a possibility that that element may apply to some people some of the time. Yeah. So, you know, there's always different factors. But oh, again, 100%, yeah. The, the kind of um, what you could, yeah, I mean, there are different word, different labels for what you've said, the signal trans, 
abduction. It's it's an interesting concept, and there are uh, connections uh, between everyone at, at sort of other levels of Most consciousness. Definitely. Most definitely. And so you know, there there's uh, there could be that those kind of well, uh, plugs and sockets as well, right? Because some people you see in people, if you're the healthiest person in the room, you can leave that room feeling drained because everyone's taken your your chi, your energy, your life force, because it's what happens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But different on a different sort of scale. It's a different sort of. It's not like it's not like a contagious thing. It's a no. aura thing. It's an energy thing, and this is why yes. it's. In, and some people plug, some people are sockets, right? As well. So just being around them. So there's like this is a whole different esoteric sort of level. Yes. Which people need to look into as well. Maybe. Maybe in another chat we will have to talk about our Nature of Reality book as we go into more okay, of that. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah, no, I just thought I would just mention that just because um, I think it was just an interesting thing when it comes to like women and their periods syncing up is, is the yes. best um, like one um, example I can use for people to explain it very, very simply because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that happens. It's like well, yeah, the strongest woman, everyone else comes up to the to their to their menstrual cycle. So it's an interesting one. But you know, I think we covered quite a lot here today, guys, which has been great. Um, and just put to put to bed a lot of the myths. So yeah, we we'll definitely we'll get this out, and I'll get you guys back on. I'll, I'll have to get your book, uh, Nature of Reality, uh, and have a read yeah. of that. Remember, um, it's it's under our pen name because it was the first book we wrote. So it's under our pen name of N O R. Which stands for Nature Reality. Right. You, can, you can get it on Amazon. Both is it on, a, book. on the website? It, uh, Not on the website. No, no, because it's uh, no, it, it's we wrote that one quite a number of years ago, but it's still on Amazon. Uh, you can get it as a book or as a Kindle. Um, it's only a little book, but uh, it does lay it all out, and I think you'll find it particularly interesting. Oh, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Cheers, guys. Yeah, awesome. Anything else you want to add to that uh, our chat today? Uh, no, as you say, I think we've covered quite a few things. Um, lots more we can talk about, but uh, it's probably best, always. <laughs> best left for another show. <laughs> yeah, we will do. Awesome, guys. And for people out there, you know, head, head on over to www.whatreallymakesusill.com and you can find the information as well as the book. And, um, yeah, guys, real pleasure speaking to you and looking forward to, to another chat and getting you back on soon. Sorry, okay. can I just say what really makes you ill.com? What really makes – have I got that wrong? You, yeah, what really you makes us. you ill. What really oh, makes sorry. you will? I don't no, know what really okay. makes you can see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, got you. Yeah. What really makes, yeah, whatever, yeah, God, what really makes okay. you will. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Ryan. Bye for now. So, guys and girls, that was Dawn Lester and David Parker with some absolutely mind blowing information, which, you know, if you've been in this world for a long time, you. You know this, but it's great to have it reiterated and coming from a, a legitimate sources and talking about going deep into the history they don't want you to know because when you look at it, remember, big pharma, big business, keeping you ill, selling medications, they've got great, they got drugs set out for you from cradle to grave and their whole premise is based on germ theory. It's where they sell and anti, and viruses, you know, they sell how many drugs for antivirals and vaccines and all the other medication they sell you know they don't they don't want you to be well their drug sales when they go up that's when they celebrate not when they go down and so when you look into this and you look at the actual research and you dig into it and find out what's been going on in the world and what causes disease and what causes illness in the body it's a real game changer because it's hugely liberating because it gets you to understand the power is in your own hands you are in control of your health and 
hopefully from the information I share here and everyone else who's in the natural health world, you can take on board all the things we tell you to do from the food, clean water, you know, not using chemical free skincare, making sure you're getting exercise, sunlight, breath work, rest, introspection, but also taking on the new technologies that we're talking about in terms of mitigating 5g and wi-fi and emf frequencies etc all the things you can do you know but you are in control of your own health and so it's a hugely liberating um, thing when you learn this and it's no coincidence that the people you follow and listen to don't get ill you know we've all been there before we scratched our own itch i was very ill myself for five years the medical industry almost destroyed me it's why i do what i do now and it's allowed me to go on this learning journey for the last 12 years and now i you know if i mean always learning always developing always growing and but it's allowed me to help people for the last 12 years overcome all manner of advanced diseases and illnesses because the truth is as i always say you can heal from any disease by doing the opposite of what created it you just have to give the body the circumstances it wants and needs to heal and so you know if you have been dealing with any health issues and you haven't been able to overcome them no matter what you've tried then please don't hesitate to send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co. That's ryan at reviveyourself.co. And um, I'll get in touch with you as soon as possible. We can have a chat about how we can help you because our programs are set out. You know, whatever you've got, whether it be a gut issue, a skin issue, endometriosis, ovarian cysts, rheumatoid arthritis, Alzheimer's, you know, cancers, whatever it is, we've got a program that can help your body get into the state it needs to heal. And, you know, our programs are really, really simple and easy to implement. And I'm there to hold your hand and guide you through the whole process, guide you in, to guide you out and give you unlimited support. And that's what we pride ourselves on, you know, and giving support that no one else offers. You get access to me um, and I'm with you through the whole journey. And so, yeah, if you are dealing with a health issue and you, and you haven't been able to overcome it and you want to live life pain-free and away from frustration then don't hesitate to send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co and i'll get to it as soon as possible otherwise guys and girls keep well keep doing all the things you can do through lockdown through these restrictions to keep your body healthy happy and vital you know as i mentioned before all the things you can do in terms of building health and immunity from the food the exercise the water sunlight time in nature etc do all those things and you'll be on to a winner otherwise as always people stay happy stay healthy and i'll speak to you soon bye-bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas bloating constipation diarrhea indigestion heartburn and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the healing health paradigm today 